This is Top Floor, episode 97. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 97. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast right up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Welcome to part two of Talk Nerdy to Me, our special episodes from this year's high-tech convention and trade show and the co-located HSMAI Commercial Strategy Week. As always, I am Susan Berry and I'm back with more of the funny, crazy, and just plain weird stories that hospitality people cannot help collecting. Before we head down to the loading dock, I had the chance to talk to Bob Gilbert, president and CEO of HSMAI. Bob and his team put together Commercial Strategy Week, which goes hand-in-hand with high-tech, and he was nice enough to take a few minutes to tell me all about it. As you may remember, the last week of June 2023 was marked with all kinds of flight delays and cancellations, so that is what Bob is referring to in our conversation. I am here with Bob Gilbert, esteemed president of HSMAI, who I feel so lucky to get the chance to meet on day three of Nerd Week, which is what I've been calling it for the last six months. I'm sure that's not what you call it. Bob, can you talk a little bit about what this week is and how you have been involved in it? This week is exhausting, is what it really is. <laughs> That's the uh, official totally title, huh? It's exhausting week. You know, building up to uh, HSMAI's commercial strategy week is like a wedding. You plan for months and months, and then it's all over in a few days. Yes. Uh, so it, it, we're, in the, we're in day three of four days of events for HSMAI at commercial strategy week, co-located at High Tech here in Toronto. Uh, but it's been an amazing week at the same time. Uh, I think that it's... The things you can't control is what makes life unpredictable, right? And the the story this week has certainly been all about the weather and the travel stories and the planes, trains, and automobiles that people have taken to get to Toronto. I mean, we're thinking about building a whole social campaign around people's stories, their commitments to get to Toronto, to get to this event this week. The Lori Keel story alone <laughs> is like a movie of the week, right? There's many of those. I Lori's can't. is just one of them. And there's the people that met LaGuardia and rented a van and drove and and, and got pulled in at two in the morning. I mean, the people's commitment to get to this commercial strategy week, I have to, I'm, we're actually flattered that they're so committed to get here, but our attendance is great. What, what what's, But it was exciting for us regardless of the the, the weather uh, and travel stories is that we have record attendance for both our marketing strategy conference on Tuesday as well as our rock event on on uh, Wednesday uh, we bookend these two strategy conferences with six executive roundtables three we had on Monday three we had uh, have, have tomorrow on Thursday um, but the attendance and the engagement has just been phenomenal not only has demand came roaring back at hotels but the engagement we 
we've seen from commercial executives at hotel brands, management companies, and ownership groups has been overwhelming because they're all cross-pollinating all their skills with what the salespeople need to know about revenue, what revenue needs to know about marketing, what marketing needs to know about revenue and sales. And 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 that has really, the convergence of the, all these things commercial has what has made these events so huge. Uh, we have the record attendance is driven by a couple of factors. One, the, we have over 145 unique hotel companies, oh, wow. brands, management companies, and ownership groups that have sent their corporate executives to this event this week. We have a record 25 companies that have sent t 10 or more people. Uh, Accor has 52 people they brought in from all over North America. So it's just really exciting to see the convergence of all these commercial leaders around an event that they're so passionate about. And they're talking about all the emerging trends from everything from artificial intelligence, to how to deal with, you know, what's happening with demand patterns and anticipate the, the changing the price elasticity that the, has made the industry so giddy for the last few years. Uh, so there's been a lot of great conversation and, as we said, a lot of great travel stories. So what has been your favorite thing about the week so far and what has been your least favorite thing about the week so far? Well, this is going to sound a little nerdy, but uh, I guess that's what we're all about, Listen, right? Listen, you've um, come to the right <laughs> place, my friend. Th this will be a little self-serving, but the, one of my favorite things this week is this has been the first time ever that we all of our global managing directors from HSMAI have been together in the same room. So we have our managing director from the Middle East here, from Europe, from Asia Pac, and from Latin America. And we talk all the time and we see each other at certain events, or I may see them one-on-one -on -one, or a couple of us may be together, but never have all five of us been in the same room together. Um, and so, of course, it's been like photo ops all, all the oh, opportunity. that's so cool. But it's been really fun because we feel like we all know each other. We've been working together for many years. But, you know, for a nonprofit association like us, the opportunity to convene face to face is as unique as what some of these companies that are attending where they have a lot of virtual teams. You know, there's at least 10 or 15 companies that are just getting their associates together at dinner because they're all over the place. They don't see each other face to face. So uh, you know, I think one of the, the silver linings of COVID is that the value of meetings has become so much more important for hotel company associates because that they need to get together and they need that interaction. And yeah, we can work together, we can get business done, but nothing's going to ever be face-to-face. -face. I think that's really true. And I've had the same experience of meeting people face-to-face -face that I feel really close to, that I feel like I know well and have literally never stood in the same room with before. You've like, only that's stalked a pretty, their LinkedIn page for so long. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, and I've had like long, intense conversations with these folks. And then you're like, wait a minute, we've never met. That's such a strange feeling. Going down. Our next guest is Micah Green, fellow deadhead and CEO of Talos Robotics. I regret to inform you that Micah and I may have done a small amount of almost singing here. So protect your ears. I am here with Micah Green. Micah is going to tell us about his company, what he does and why he's here. Hey, so very <laughs> great to be here with you. 
Uh, I run Talos Robotics. So we build robotics for commercial real estate, starting in hospitality. Our robots focus on cleaning the floors of guest rooms, corridors, meeting rooms, ballrooms, all the way to office space, multifamily areas like that. So is this a robot that is bigger or smaller than a Roomba? So it's pretty similar form factor. Uh, it's a little bigger, but then it's meant for the industrial. So it's way faster. Uh, it's much more durable, much more efficient. And then also we're collecting data on what's going on in the environment too. So things like potential mold, volatile organic compounds, Wi-Fi signal strength by the square foot. Well, that's A, cool, B, creepy. I love it. Um, so, Micah, as you know, we are going to head down to the loading dock because that is where all of the best stories get told. But before we do, why don't you pick a card? All right. This one's speaking to me. If money was no object, what would you buy? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, I think the best thing that I like to spend money on our experiences and travel. So I really want to go to Southeast Asia. I love concerts and going to see, I'm actually a big deadhead. I'm going to see three shows this weekend in Colorado. So if I could go to all of the shows, <laughs> that would be amazing. What shows are you seeing in Colorado? Uh, the Dead and Company shows uh, in Boulder. Very nice. Not at Red Rocks? I wish, but it's at Folsom Field. So be Very fun. interesting. So... When Phil and Friends was still touring, we saw so many Phil and Friends shows at Red Rocks when I lived in Denver. Um, I think we just hijacked this conversation into a Deadhead show. We're shifting into a dead podcast. Okay. Yay! All right. So what is a story you would only tell me on the loading dock? Only tell you on the loading dock. Well, I'll focus. So we've deployed robots in all sorts of properties. And, you know, we get a lot of questions of, can I pick up popcorn or Skittles or M&Ms? And I think uh, we started to open up the bag, see how well it was doing. And I think the craziest thing we saw uh, in Austin, Texas, where we're based, it's a big bachelor and bachelorette party town. Um, so it's surprising how common uh, and popular penis glitter is. What? <laughs> yeah. So uh, th there's a ton all over the hotels. Oh my goodness. It's really hard to pick up. And uh, yeah, I mean, you see people going down the streets crazy, but then understanding what's going on in the rooms can be a little eye-opening. That, can your robot pick it up? It can. It turns out a robot can pick it up great. So well, we checked that box. <laughs> that is excellent news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, mission accomplished. Thank you so much, Micah. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. going down. Patience Tucker is yet another CEO. This is the CEO episode. Her company is YQ, which is a mobile ordering platform for hotels. Coincidentally, after meeting patients, I stayed at a hotel that uses YQ. And I felt so proud when I ordered my charcuterie board. I was really rooting for her. Her story is one for the ages, and I loved it so much. So please listen closely. My name is Patience Tucker, CEO of YQ Technologies, and we are here. This is our first time at High Tech, Oh, actually. wow. Yes. And how are you liking it? Uh, it's been brilliant so far. Yeah. So, we're only a few hours into it, but absolutely brilliant. So, um, we're from the UK. 
Yes. Um, and we provide um, software for the hospitality industry. So we provide um, the hospitality industry, hotels, restaurants, the ability for guests to order and pay through their own device. We also give the ability for operators to be able to use integrations with the likes of Uber Eats, um, Deliveroo, etc. So we take all their orders through our platform and we put it directly into the point of sale. So think of us as an extension to a hotels and operators tech stack. Think of us as a virtual employee on every single operation. I see. That's very interesting. A bit geeky. <laughs> I mean, listen, this is the absolute <laughs> nerdiest collection of nerds that have ever nerded. Oh, I'm a geek at heart. All right. About so that. I'm going to start by asking you if you have a hidden talent. Do I have a hidden talent? Well, um, I wanted to be a TV presenter for many, 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 many years. But that didn't quite happen. Well, I don't know. You're doing a great job with the mic. Instead, I became CEO of a tech company. Can't go further than that. Excellent. Well, as you may have been told by your colleague, one of the most popular segments of my show, Top Floor, Mm -hmm. is the loading dock. Because that is where all of the best stories get told. So I have to ask you, Patience, do you have a story you would only tell me on the loading dock? Oh, my goodness. Well, (laughs) so I'm a mother of two. Okay. As well as being CEO of a technology company and one of the co-founders. I'm a mother of two. And uh, I had my second child in lockdown. Um, Oh, gosh. And yes. And um, I remember doing a very... I recently told this story at at an event. And uh, I remember doing (laughs) a... um, a very hard negotiation, contractual legal negotiation, whilst I was breastfeeding my youngest. Are you kidding me? No. Now, I had the camera off. Well, I thought I had the camera Stop off. It. Okay. And so, um, finished negotiations, pretty tough negotiations. And as I was about to say goodbye to, it was in the Middle East, say goodbye to my Middle East colleagues, I forgot that the camera was on. So you can imagine what they must have seen whilst I thought I'd finished breastfeeding. I mean, <laughs> hashtag free the nipple. Pretty much hashtag free the nipples. When I eventually met them after covid it was so funny i was like hi hello everybody and their faces were just like yeah i think we've seen your nipples oh my gosh wow i wonder if your baby is going to be scarred for life I hope not. I don't think he'll remember that. However, I think they're probably scarred for life every time I have to speak to them. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for visiting the Loading Dog. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. My pleasure. Thank you. Going down. You may recognize our next guest. David Stange from episode 49 of Top Floor. David's company, Beachy, won the People's Choice Award at last year's E20X pitch competition at High Tech. And I was so excited to have him back at the loading dock. What childish thing do you still enjoy? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> or should I say, what childish thing do you not still enjoy? No, I'll tell you. What. So one thing I really enjoy. So I'm a dad. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And and 
um, when I was a kid growing up, every year for Christmas, I got a Hess truck. So if, if you guys remember, um, you know, getting a, you know, a Hess truck every, you know, they come out with one every Christmas. And so my little four-year-old uh, is a little boy and I got him a Hess truck uh, last year for Christmas and he loved it. And so we started playing Hess trucks, like playing with my <laughs> old Hess trucks from when I was a kid awesome. and then his new ones. And then over the last year and a half, I've bought every Hess truck from the year I was born oh, until cool. now. And so now his like the you know it's our we we play has trucks together it's one of our favorite things you know like we line them all up turn on all the lights it's just it's a lot of fun you know it makes me think about you know playing with my dad when i was a kid and and having those memories now you know decades later and then creating those memories with my own son is a lot of fun that is so awesome I, my husband and his brothers got those also, yeah. so I can make you a deal <laughs> because I know he's a good bit older than you are. Uh, I've got some vintage Hess trucks okay. Okay. and I can make, give you a real good price on them. Well, they are, they are not cheap. Um, so, uh, um, you know, especially if they're still in the box, um, which mine are not, mine <laughs> are very well loved, missing tires, you know, missing other parts of them. Um, but none of that matters. Um, it's just about the you know, experience of having that with my son. That is really cool. All right. Well, I think we need to head back to the loading dock. It's been a while since our last visit. And I'm wondering what story you're going to tell me this time. Yeah. So this happened very recently. And it was, um, I was down in South Florida at a very high-end um, five-star hotel um, and a great, great customer um, of ours and, and I'm, you know, I'm there working, but I'm having a little siesta at the pool and, and this family comes down and they have two pretty good sized, like golden doodles, labradoodles, you know, um, and, and, you know, dog friendly hotels are certainly a thing, especially in the high end space, but generally they don't see a big dog at the pool. Uh, and so I was kind of like, are dogs allowed in the pool? Mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden the dogs are swimming in the pool. And what? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like the guy's literally throwing a ball for them and they're running and jumping into the pool. No, no, no. And I'm kind of like, this is okay. You know, like I'm just kind of watching from a distance and then security shows up and security's like, you know, sir, um, like you can't have your dogs <laughs> around the pool and especially in the pool. And while they're kind of bantering back and forth about his dogs, one of the dogs proceeds to uh, take a steaming pile of poop right on the edge of the pool to like where some of it was in the pool no! and some of it was on the edge of the pool. And, and I'm, and now I'm looking at all the other people that are in the pool watching and like, they're like trying to, it was just this like, <laughs> there's a tidal wave <laughs> because everyone's getting out at the same time. Yeah. Oh uh, and then, no. Yeah, then the pool has to close for like 24 hours you know, oh, or whatever. And it was just no. this, um, I, I, you know, I, I felt terrible for people that are paying, you know, 800, maybe a thousand, probably more than that, probably a thousand dollars a night. For Plus Miami hotels all charge resort fees. Oh yeah, right. And now like your number one or maybe, you know, beach maybe being the number one amenity, pool being the number two amenity is now gone oh, um, for, for 24 hours. Lord have um, mercy. And so, yeah, that was, um, that happened really recently. And it's something that I will, I will, I will never forget <laughs> that, that hotel stay. <laughs> Well, thank you for planting that mental image, and I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thanks thank for you. meeting me at the loading dock, Thanks, David. <laughs>
going down. Our last storyteller from High Tech is Jeff Borman, one half of the powerhouse duo that hosts one of my favorite podcasts, No Show. Hi to Matt Brown. Jeff got roped into hanging out with me probably for a lot longer than he wanted to, and I recorded it all. So here you go. It is such a pleasure to be here with one of my two best friends that I've never met before, Jeff Borman from No Show. So, Jeff, tell me, what are you doing here? Uh, Attending HSMAI. Uh, speaking tomorrow on uh, a subject I should probably figure out pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she laughed. That's good. I hope the audience uh, finds my lack of preparation I mean, equally endearing. Listen, if you want, I can just come sit in the back and like Please laugh, do. cheer, clap, whatever it takes. Or do at least like a 35-minute intro on a 45-minute panel. Okay, that sounds great. I'll, I'll drag it out, do a little vamping for you. All right, I'm going to pick a card for you. Okay. The question is, <laughs> this is the worst one. I almost didn't leave this in the choices. If you could have any animal in the world as a pet, what would it be and why? Hey, listen, my, obviously, my dog, I cannot pick, right? Correct. Okay, I cannot pick current pets. Um, a, a tiger. A tiger. Is that too easy? Are you the Tiger King wannabe? No, uh, quite. I hope not. No, I hope that's not the image I'm sending. Uh, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm from Cincinnati. Okay. I've always loved the Bengal tiger, both I'll because it. it is the mascot of the team I root for. Uh, Cincinnati Zoo also has a phenomenal, world class Bengal tiger exhibit with white tigers. Ooh, those are cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So we've always kind of been a favorite animal. Okay. Do you like cats? I do like cats. Don't have any cats anymore. Back to my dog. He's obsessed. We got him a cat one time Mm -hmm. because he wanted a pet cat. Uh, (laughs) Did he write you a letter? (laughs) Oh, no. He made it very clear though. Okay. He really wanted a kitty. Got it. Uh, So we got him a kitty and about three weeks later, we had to get rid of the cat because he was so obsessed. He was panting. He was exhausted. He couldn't sleep. He'd follow around. He'd carry him around in his mouth. He was in love. He was totally, totally obsessed. That is so funny. We lost our dog by getting a cat. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe a larger version of that would keep him in check too. Maybe. Doubt it. It might cause more problems. All right. Card for you. What was the worst purchase you've ever made? Oh my God. I already know the answer, but I think this might be too old of a reference for most people to understand what it is. So in the early 90s, there was a series of commercials for what was then a new car, a new car brand, the Kia Sophia. Oh yeah. And these um, things were like, do you have a job? Do you have $199? If so, (laughs) you're approved. And guess what, Jeff? I did have a job and $199. So I got myself a Kia Sophia and it, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this, went through 11 catalytic converters uh, I had to call the mobile mechanic like 25 times. And finally I drove it to a dealership. I, 
I left it on in the parking lot because I was afraid if I turned it off, it would never start again. <laughs> and I said, you have to give me a car today because this other one will not get me back home. So imagine like if you were to take a magic marker and write sucker across your face, that is how I rolled up into that Toyota dealership. Also, that Toyota, it was a Toyota Corolla 2003. Guess where that Toyota Corolla is? Do you still have it? Yes, yes, I do. It is still in my driveway. Wow. It is now accompanied by some other vehicles. It is not the primary vehicle any longer, but she's still kicking. When you were saying, you started off with early 90s new car company. I thought you were going to talk about a Saturn. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's six of one, half does the other, right? I mean. So did you know what a catalytic converter was before your Kia? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, do I now? Also no. Can you know how to replace one yet? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like they do have a smell, though, because I think I started to recognize the smell of it and then would be like, well, here we go again. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, now being like real recent, 24 years. She, <laughs> same, uh, she, husband, same, boyfriend we, at the time. Fact, we, yes, what, we're doing, what am I doing this week? Mm -hmm. I'm celebrating my 24th anniversary here uh, while she's at home. So we text each other nice it's things. It's very romantic. Uh, I figured out that you cannot buy flowers very efficiently on Amazon to send, uh, in case anybody out there, you know. Uh, right, but are those real? Yes. Those are real, oh, nice. I did not buy them on Amazon, and much to my regret. Well, no, you shouldn't have, because they wouldn't have shown up on time. Oh, they show up a day later, and then you don't get credit. That's how that works. Boo. Well, on that note, let's head down to the loading dock. All right, let's do it. What's the story you would only tell me on the loading dock, Jeff? I should have been prepared for this. I mean, you've probably been thinking about it since you've known me. I have been. I have been. Well, there's so many stories. Um, so I saw someone earlier today. Right? HSMAI can be kind of a reunion. Uh, people you haven't seen in decades at yes. times, right? So I saw, Come crawling out of the woodwork. I saw someone this morning who reminded me of my very first hotel. And that reminded me of the very first person I had to fire. And you'll enjoy this because of the tech side of it. So... Uh, I was managing a reservations department back when people actually had that department at a hotel. And I was going through uh, different travel agency numbers and commissions. And there was one number, one IATA number that just kept spiking up. Oh, how convenient. I, I don't understand this game. I, don't, I was very new to the business. We have one agent who is just incredibly dedicated to our hotel. <laughs> Such a supporter. <laughs> Such a supporter of the hotel. Uh, come to figure out, of course, it was one of our own reservations agents <gasps> who was taking calls in our own department and putting her own IATA number fraud all over. Oh, my goodness. So, How did you find out? I was Well, because I pulled off of the dot matrix printer uh, about a three-inch pile of reports, combing through it with a highlighter, and noticed a pattern. That was all it was. Oh, wow. So uh, after figuring out that there was fraud in my department, I uh, went to HR and uh, it was a very old hotel, Union Hotel. There's a lesson to be had there, right? Uh, did all the paperwork, put it all together, figured out how much she had basically siphoned off of our own reservations business. Uh, went, to, had to get rid of her, unfortunately. 
as that happened, though, the director of HR, as she was being escorted from the building, then invited me to his office. And I thought, I wonder what I did wrong. And he said, Jeff, we'd like to just tell you that we don't talk about this much, but we have a program in place here at the hotel where we rehabilitate ex-convicts. <laughs> no. And, and you have just uh, fired someone who did about three years for assault. Battery. <laughs> Uh, armed assault, <laughs> breaking and entering, and brutally beat someone up. Shut your mouth. Yeah. So I immediately went to the loading dock because at the time I was just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I chain smoked a little bit. I, I did not call my wife immediately because this was before cell phones. Oh my goodness. But we got in the car on the way home. She said, how did it go? I said, well, I need to tell you that we may want to lock up and be a little vigilant for the next week or that two. That is wild. Did you get threatened? Nothing ever happened. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm but so glad you survived. Holy mackerel. Once again, high tech was everything I hoped it would be and more. If you have ever thought about or considered attending, but you weren't sure about whether or not it was worth it, I'm here to tell you that it is. You will definitely come home exhausted, but your brain will be filled up with creative new ideas, new connections, new ways of doing things. It's absolutely worth it. Next year's conference is taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 24th through 27th, 2024. And you can get more information at hftp.org. That's hftp.org. Thank you for listening. You can find the show notes at topblurpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 97. Top Floor is produced by Don Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 